0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this show and all episodes are brought to you by Never Too Hungover. Never Too Hungover is a healthy vitamin blend that helps neutralize toxins, restore vital nutrients, and rehydrate the body. It is the best tasting and most effective way to help prevent or recover from hangovers. There are two types, prevention, which you drink before or during your wild night out on the town. And if you've had too many Vegas moms and are still struggling the next day, the boost will help set you straight. Thanks for the samples Never Too Hungover. Juice in the morning listeners use the promo code juicebox for 25% off your order. You can use that on their website at nevertohungover.com and you can also use that same promo code and that is juicebox on amazon.com. Thanks guys, order their stuff and tell them where they, tell them where you heard about it. Enjoy the show. Juice! welcome to juice in the morning podcast this is your host justin juice kelly we are in the juice box studio and welcome back to the show zach scott how are you doing today buddy
1: well you know doing better (laughs)
0: Awesome. And with us as well from Hooligan Blaster Company is Tony Kendall. How are you doing today? I'm
2: doing pretty good.
0: I apologize if it's warm in here. I know that it is. was a little bit hot. If you want, we can grab you a towel or something if it it gets too sweaty. Um, But anyways, uh, I'm working on that because I don't understand why this was the hottest room of the house, but it is. It definitely is. I mean, um did you like i haven't i haven't noticed a uh, a vent there's the- one there's only one and it's up on the ceiling up there so maybe i should have moved everything over to that side <laughs> <Are> you- <laughs> but we're gonna have to deal with it and we'll get through it um but once again this is the juice in the morning podcast and we are coming live to you out of the juice box probably not live to you but live to the facebook live audience so if you guys have any questions for tony about what we are going to get into um just go ahead and send them our way Um, first things first, I want to know what it is that you do with like, or explain why you're on the podcast, because I kind of have talked a little bit about it on my Twitter saying that I was going to have somebody here to shoot some modified Nerf guns. Mm -hmm. So I want to know kind of like what, what it is we're going to be talking about.
2: Well, I think, um, everybody at some point, every kid likes Nerf guns, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Some people, I think, don't kind of get beyond that point. They don't grow out of it. They love Nerf guns. Adults like Nerf guns. They're fun to play with. Um, So, you know, I kind of got into the hobby uh, initially just myself collecting them, thinking, hey, these new Nerf guns are cool. Uh, And that's been a couple years ago, uh, probably – Eight or nine years ago, yeah.
0: The, the first time I think I ever shot any kind of Nerf guns, it was probably shooting them at Zach or him shooting at me yeah. when we were kids. And you know, I was blown away when they started releasing some that weren't just like the pump and then shoot, like they right. were like you know, semi automatic. So, um, I just remember being really in love with them, but I could never, I never bought them because. To me, I know that, you know, they're not that expensive. But as kids, like, we didn't really have a whole lot of uh, extras bought for us. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was kind of that way, too. And as and I think that's why I really kind of got into it as an adult, mm-hmm. is that I wanted to, to kind of, you know, have something that I could play with that, yeah. you know, was not super childish, but, you know, a little bit there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm mechanically minded. Mm-hmm. I always wanted, you know, better, faster, faster. Um, I had a Nerf gun when I was maybe twelve years old. Yeah. And I took it apart oh, and learned yeah. how it worked. And um you know, managed to to clip some parts down it. It was a old ball blaster. You wrapped yeah. it up and <laughs> you pulled the trigger and it would fire one ball. Yeah. Like this big flywheel. It's called <laughs> a ripsaw.
0: Okay. And I think I remember that one.
2: So <laughs> I you Know being uh, innovative, I was like, I, I wanted to fire all three balls in here like rapid <laughs> fire. So I got in there, and there's a little piece of plastic that mm-hmm. when you pull the trigger, it was at the top of the trigger and it would stop the next ball from coming down. And I'm like, that's simple. Take a uh, it was just like the saw on a Swiss <laughs> Army knife and I cut it off. Oh, and wow, like revved it up really hard, pulled the trigger, and it just uh, just like lit up my brother and it was like the best <laughs> feeling ever mm-hmm. and I think that I carried that over like yeah. into the kind of nerf modification mm-hmm. kind of the thought process and
0: and yeah. the the like satisfaction you probably got from it actually oh, working yeah. I think is probably a really big thing because you know whenever I've <clears throat> tried to do anything with building or for example I, I had uh, taken my stereo out of my car to the Cadillac I got was literally the year before they started making Bluetooth standard in cars. So, um, I didn't even have an aux cord because once again, Mm. somehow the car I got didn't have any of those features. Um, so I Googled how to, um, put an aux cord in my car and tons of videos on how to do it. And I know it's a very simple thing, but for me to be able to take my stereo out, strip some wires, splice some wires together and be able to put an aux cord in my car. Once I got done, I was like, Man, I am all that is man right now. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I am
1: master of my own destiny. <laughs>
0: exactly. Like, definitely. I was super pumped. And I think that that's, I think that that is, um, kind of a feeling that we chase with a lot of those things.
2: Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's definitely where I come from too. You know, with the newer blasters, I think it was the end strike line that came out. I want to say it was 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. Might have been later than that. Yeah. But, um, there was a, a very simple revolver called a Maverick. And I've
0: seen that actually. So
2: we got me and my brother each got one because we wanted to run around and shoot each other with Nerf guns as adults. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. 28 years old. We're like, heck with it. We're going to do it. Oh yeah. So naturally it kind of escalated. I wanted mine to shoot farther. So I started taking it apart and seeing what I could do with it. And honest truth, I ruined the first one. I had to go out and buy a second one. Learning from my mistakes. Yeah. Putting it together. And it was really just taking like those restrictors to mm-hmm. prevent the airflow from going like too hard. Yeah. So
0: and and, and so the, the main thing with that is is like you were trying to get it to just shoot harder, right? To yeah. start with. Okay. Yeah, and
2: I think um, that sentiment comes across like the modification community online. Mm-hmm. Um it's just people that want you know, that wanna play with nerf guns, mm-hmm. that want better performance out of them. Oh yeah. So they take it upon themselves to do it. Um, you know, maybe, I want to say like five years ago, I started looking into it more on um, on YouTube. Yeah. And started finding videos, started seeing videos of uh, members of the uh, YouTube community, uh, YouTube Nerf community. Like, mm-hmm. uh, There's two big ones that I can think of. Uh, one goes by Coop772, um, and one goes by Drac. Okay. And um, they were not gonna lie a good inspiration for me because yeah. they did some really interesting like custom modifications um, like the blasters I've shown you yeah are really simple mm-hmm. Compa- by comparison they're cutting and using like epoxy putty to put two blasters together mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I've done the same thing but I mean it's it's really inspiring like looking at what they've done yeah. and I think uh, We're almost out.
0: like on a maybe a creative level, like right. because anybody can and not anybody. That's a dumb way of saying it. Um, there's a lot of people that probably have that engineering mindset on how to make something shoot harder. But then the there's a creativity side of it as well, because there's you know wanting it to look a certain way or to you know be cosmetically different and I have a feeling that that's that's probably a big part of it as well for those for those people that are into it because when I think of like my stepdad I think that he or back my ex-stepdad I don't know that's a weird way to say it but anyways there's another story there Um, but I think people like his mindset with that engineering mindset that don't seem to like be super creative. Like they're only, they're only about problem solving. They're not right. trying to be creative with and use that, that, um, that intelligence to, cause I couldn't take apart one of those things and actually make it better. I would break it and then I would have to buy another one like you were talking about. Right. Um, just because I don't, I don't think a lot, I think very with problem or problem solving, I think, um, thinking I don't know I'm trying to think of how I say it but anyways I just think that it's I think it's an interesting thing that there that you are watching somebody else to kind of give you some create creative um, I guess inspiration
2: yeah and you know I I'll admit that like my first modifications were not incredibly pretty yeah uh, a lot of them had an abundance of hot glue on them, <laughs> probably more than anyone would be comfortable yeah. with but Um, it still kind of led me down that track Mm -hmm. and you know, I stuck with performance modifying them. Yeah. uh, Primarily I did some cosmetic modifications, but like when you get into painting and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. I mean, it really takes a lot of time and it's something that we do with the company, but it's not something that I personally enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, but still watching them do it. Um, like, like, uh, coop in particular mm-hmm. did some amazing paint jobs like when he was putting them together just really fine detail yeah um track and maybe a couple of years ago got into like hydro dipping blasters mm-hmm. and he kind of brought that into something that was prominent
0: he that looks like i've seen the the hydro dipping is that where they they like drop it in like and it gets like an yeah. interesting like design on it or whatever
2: yeah they do um They'll spray paint it mm-hmm. with a base coat, and that's their the base color. And then yeah. uh, what they'll do is they've got a film mm-hmm. uh, that they lay over water, uh, and they uh, put a release on it, and then they push the, um, like, whatever part. Yeah, It doesn't have to be a Nerf gun, but in mm-hmm. this case we're talking about that. They'll push it through the film, mm-hmm. and it will leave a... Um, like a design on it. Yeah. And with the undercoat of whatever car they chose. Yeah, I've seen I've
0: definitely seen it and anybody out there that has not heard of this, definitely check it out because they do like car rims. They do all oh, kinds yeah. of just, like, like, parts of stuff. It's
1: always beautiful, too. Like, yeah. you, you see it happen, and you're just like, oh, wow. It's
0: very visually satisfying when, yeah. you, when you watch them, like, like, drop it in there.
1: You mentioned car rooms. Uh, I think,
2: like, the carbon fiber-looking rims yeah. are mostly, like, aluminum rims, but they hydro-dip that carbon yeah. fiber pattern on it, mm-hmm. and it just looks amazing. Yeah, it so, looks awesome. But, yeah, it's the same kind of film that you would use. Like, people use it for firearms mm-hmm. or um, automotive parts. Yeah. And... I mean, we pick up the same type of rolls and do mm-hmm. the Nerf guns, and yeah. it, it turns out great. Yeah. So, um,
0: so Zach, when was the uh, first time that you were shot by one of these modified ones?
1: Uh, I probably would have to be the, uh, the revolver that yeah. we were talking about earlier because <laughs> uh, we were – I think we were still living with each other, weren't we? Um, Either that I, or I just visited. I, I can't remember.
2: If you're talking about, like, when we were on Wheeling –
1: yeah. Nah, uh,
2: mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. It might have been before that. I think it actually might have been when you guys uh, were living in like on Charles.
1: Oh. Okay. Tennessee.
0: Did it? Did it surprise you?
1: Uh, in <laughs> in a way that uh, being flicked in the ear uh, surprises anybody. Yes, but except the flicking was more or less. Uh, no. It. It was it was I think it did actually like hit me close to my eye and uh, we're always trying to take your eyes out. But yeah, it was it was something like, "Ow, son of a bitch that hurt. He's like, oh, damn it. I was aiming for something else. All right. Back to the drawing board. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah,
2: I think uh, when I first came home with that, that Maverick, uh, I just did a pot shot at my friend Brandon Mm. and he wears glasses, thankfully. But I just lobbed a dart over at him and it came down and stuck right to his glasses. <laughs> it was, he was kind of surprised by it, but it was like completely luck shot.
1: Yeah.
2: Like uh, the, the sad thing is that most like of the, the Nerf branded darts are horribly inaccurate.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to, going to ask you about that. For some reason, my mic is having issues. But, anyways, um, I was, I was gonna ask you about that. Um, so with your <clears throat> with your guns and all the modifications you do, what are some of the types of um, types of darts are they are they you already told us about this company, but is that kind of the standard one or is there is there different types?
2: There's uh, quite a few different types. I want to address something real quick before we go into that, yeah. and it's something that you mentioned, and it's kind of a community thing. Mm-hmm. We play a lot outdoors, and yeah. some of these like I, I showed you before. Uh, We started do look like real blasters Mm -hmm. or real guns. So we like kind of one of the things that we focus on is trying to not alarm people. So like um, it's very like a lot of people are very sticky about use of the word blaster for a nerf blaster rather than nerf gun. And people slip up all the time and say it even in the Nerf community. But I wanted to mention that um, yeah. kind of since we're talking about it. I imagine some people might look into that, like think, oh, you know, I want to get into this. And that's something that's very important. A lot of us are about uh, safety in the community. Um, yeah. You know, even with black on some of my blasters, mm. I try prominently orange um, we try to stick with bright colors. I've, I maintain the orange tip on it. Yeah, you're trying. You're trying
0: to not like make it look exactly like a, uh, you know, AR-15 yeah. or something like that.
2: Oh yeah, and there's uh, some. There's a prominent kit that has become very popular that looks very close to a Chris Vector. It's designed off a of Chris Vector. Yeah. And if you like, when I first bought that kit, I didn't bring it with me today. But when I first bought that kit, I put it on one of the dark blue. Uh, nerve stripes mm-hmm. and I immediately took it off because I looked at it and I'm like, if I were walking around, you know, late afternoon yeah. and a police officer saw me with that and didn't see the orange tip, I'd probably get shot right? because the profile on it looks like a Chris Vector, mm-hmm. the, you know, coloration is so dark that it couldn't be distinguished. Well, there
0: was the kids playing, uh, humans versus zombies in, uh, ball state and, He was on uh, campus in the atrium and they they actually had police like kind of like surround him and make him like, you know, get his gun out. But he had one that was I think it was like in the normal color. So like they're so freaked out about Uh having guns on campus that even the ones that are blue, white and green or whatever those colors are, they're still like people are calling in saying, oh, I think there's somebody at the atrium with a uh, with a, you know, assault rifle or something like that. And it's just a kid playing a game that when they're in the building, they're safe. But whenever they're outside, they, you know, can be chased by other people that have been turned into zombies.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's something I think, you know, I definitely wanted to address because with uh, safety, we get a lot of people like you look online, people will present blasters that they've made and they'll be, like, completely black. Yeah. And then they'll put one of those realistic cosmetic kits on there. They'll take off the... Or they'll put a black, um, like, flash hider on it. Yeah. And from a distance, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't make it less fun to play with a blaster that is brightly colored, mm-hmm. easy for the police to distinguish between, is this a gun or is this a toy? Yeah. So I just i like to push that because i don't want to see anybody get shot i want people to come into the hobby and i definitely want them to you know feel safe mm-hmm. kind of doing it so
0: yeah so so when you when you talk about the hobby and and i went off the air we uh, had talked about there being conventions and things like that um what kind of stuff do people do with them do they play like any games or anything specific
2: yeah, um, actually, here in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. uh, there is a. It's called Naptown Nerf Club. Oh, uh, nice. They have a Facebook page, uh, and they usually do it about once a month. Yeah. Um, and it's games like Capture the Flag. Yeah. Um, really, when you think about uh, Nerf, it's going to be almost identical to what you would do with Paintball yeah. or Airsoft. Okay. The primary difference <laughs> is that Nerf has a lower price point for the entry level. Yeah. I mean, you can go out and buy a $30, 40 $50 Nerf gun and still be able to somewhat compete at these. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to get outperformed by people who put more money into it, but that's with any of those hobbies. Yeah, absolutely. So when you get to that point, I mean, even with, you know, maybe $50 in modifications on a $50 blaster, you can get to the point where you're competing relatively well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, You know, at that point, you're starting to look at darts. Uh, to try to see which darts are going to perform better. So, you know, with that, it's still the same type of games. Capture mm-hmm. the flag, you know, just like the kind of death match thing where you go in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different rule sets for it. Uh, like primarily, I think we do like 315, which means you get three lives. Yeah. And in between each live, you have to raise your hand and count to 15. Okay. And then you can come back in. Nice. And sometimes they'll do that. You have to do that from like a certain point, mm-hmm. uh, like – They'll do that sometimes um, with, like, capture the flag where you don't have a limited number of lives, but you can yeah. go back to the spawn point, start from there, and come back in. Uh, you may have to count how many, you know, you want to do. Uh, I was
0: almost sneezing. <laughs> I apologize.
2: I had no problem. Uh, you might have to count before you come in or something like that. and mm. You know, every game they'll give you kind of a rule set for yeah. it. But um, it's all sorts of just fun games. Um, I know Zach went to one uh, this last summer. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was actually spring. Yeah, uh, we went out to one. Um, so what? Did,
0: what did you think about going to it?
1: Oh my god! Like uh, I, one, I kind of wished I wasn't a smoker, and two, <laughs> I I wished that my stamina was a little bit be- uh, better because, like, you know, I I was like, okay, I'll go out there and go and go have some fun, shoot some darts. <laughs> And then I went fully into it. Like I'm like, it's it's so hard for for a giant to uh, to one be stealthy, <laughs> a little and bit two, of a target, just a to, bit. you know, compete with the rest of these people. <laughs> but I did see one guy. Like he was like, you know, maybe about six like six ish feet. Yeah. And the entire time he was just, uh, he, he had like a really big gun and then um, he was just walking around like like, like the Terminator <laughs> and just blowing people away. Like he had no no expressions on his face whatsoever. <laughs> and then he was also just carrying a bag and the bag had nothing but magazine clips. In it. Oh, yeah. And it was just like competing with that guy was hard. we we'll yeah. get real
2: serious about it. It's funny, um, people figured out pretty quickly that... Uh, um, the Nerf magazines mm-hmm. are the same size as like a 7.62, yeah, absolutely. Um, like mag pouch, so like I keep these in. I've got like a triple stack, mm-hmm. uh, 7.62 mag pouch, uh, like two side by side mm-hmm. on a, a thigh rig. I've got a tactical vest <laughs> that I put, I run four across, yeah. Um, so I'm like, I can carry, I gotta think, here six
0: we got to do some math eight. here.
2: <laughs> so 14, 12 round mags. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also got a dump pouch that I, I can drop my mags in. Mm-hmm. like after I. So that
0: way them. you don't lose them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, like I'd mark all of mine. Yeah. Uh, nice. Th- and these are, like I told you before, these yeah. are like just cheap Chinese knockoffs. Mm-hmm. They're not too bad. Like um, they work pretty well. I think I paid like $2 a piece. So do
0: days. people modify the uh, magazines as well?
2: um usually not that the, the yeah. stick mags mm-hmm. um these
0: the the drum mag is what he's grabbing right now which is pretty sweet looking
2: yeah these drums um as I showed you when we were firing earlier yeah. they really like to stick especially when you're doing like full auto which is yeah. where you really want like 25 rounds um i know that there's a company called Film blast that just released um replacement springs for these yeah uh, that will make them work really well uh, awesome. So, so what's
0: the um, what's the feet per second because I don't think we've even touched on that yet what is the average
2: um, that's uh, it's kind of a tricky question cuz yeah. I mean there's been um, there's been kind of an escalation yeah um, if you went back like three years ago you would probably see that hundred feet per second was considered the top end yeah um, if you go back maybe like two years ago the cap was Maybe like one ten a year ago, one twenty, and then recently it's just shot up. Yeah, Um, you have there's a a company that started making entirely three D printed Nerf blasters. I want to say they run about three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh wow, a little bit more than that. Um, But it's that's the Cobra
0: Kai of the uh, of the Nerf blasters. Yeah,
2: but they are crazy (laughs) good. It's uh, called Project FDL. Yeah, Uh, and I actually got to meet. Uh, I went out to a convention uh, at the end of June, and I actually got to meet the guy who created it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my business partners uh, actually bought one. Oh, wow. And before I even met the guy, like mechanically minded, mm-hmm. I t- started taking things apart and looking inside. <laughs> and I had to admire it just yeah. from like somebody who does nerve, but also somebody who, you know, does – Wiring does yeah, um, in some level of engineering. I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't claim myself to be an engineer, but yeah, I kind of think along those lines. I mean,
0: especially with I mean, in a field that you're interested in, you are yeah. definitely definitely an engineer.
2: But I looked at how he had everything set up, and I was somewhat skeptical of it beforehand. I thought this looks like it's over engineered for yeah. what it does. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. I completely just taking apart completely changed my opinion yeah. of blaster because it is I would say definitely worth the three hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> We did um, the convention we went to is called End War mm-hmm. uh, well FoamCon and End War End War is the H-E-V-Z Humans mm-hmm. vs. Zombies part of it mm-hmm. and He, of course, designing these things, him and his family members, people who played around him that had bought one, Mm -hmm. uh, were all running with these things. (laughs) And then, of course, my business partner was as well.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, And they actually had to dial them down because these are. (laughs) These are blasters. (laughs) That top out at 180 feet per second. Oh wow! Uh, last I've heard, yeah, I, he's constantly doing upgrades on him.
0: So, so what, what? The besides just these, what what's the highest that you've seen? Um, highest we, feet per second? We
2: have hit. This is the hooligan mm-hmm. uh, riot cage. We've hit with uh, stock nerf darts. I've hit 170 feet per second oh with this, my God. which is. Pretty awesome. Are you going to feel um, that, Justin? <laughs> yeah. They capped End War at, I want to say it was 130 feet yeah. per second. Wow. So you couldn't go above it. And the complaint from the community, because things have escalated to that point, was that any other time people are like, how, how am I going to hit 130 feet per second? Everybody was like, how am I going to stay under Oh feet yeah. per second? Because we got to that point mm-hmm. with new flywheels, mm-hmm. new motors, new yeah. just all the stuff that have come out for mm-hmm. it, the new cages that um, like we've designed. Um, this is actually designed, we machined them, but this is designed by uh, some people from a, com- uh, a group called Open Flywheel Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they're designed, they do 3D printed versions too, but those cages, you know, are hitting, we're probably in the 140 yeah. per second. And that's like on average, yeah. right? Wow. It's easy to hit that at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so the, obviously, you know, they are setting the cap. Are they doing the cap just for safety, obviously? or uh, is it
2: more of trying to level the field. Yeah. Um, they want people to be able to come and play mm-hmm. without feeling like they are way outclassed mm-hmm. by other people. Yeah. Um, which I didn't exactly understand, because humans versus zombies, you're not shooting other people mm-hmm. with blasters. You're shooting people without them. <laughs> <Yeah>. But... <laughs> You know i can completely understand like in a normal like nerf 4 if somebody wanted to set a cap like that because yeah you could easily like entry level has maybe a 70 foot per second yeah uh, with most of like the elite blasters mm-hmm. and you know we hit you know double, like, double that, that. <laughs> you're you, you know the higher uh fps means dramatically more range
0: yeah um, and you, I mean, you could hit somebody if you have like a playing field, you could hit somebody across the playing field as opposed to half of the playing field.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And the the sad thing about that is that the FPS on like these flywheel blasters, we don't do a lot with the um, spring powered blasters. Mm-hmm. I haven't mentioned yet, but there's a whole community of homemade blasters mm-hmm. that is, I mean, just dramatically higher. Yeah. Um, homemade blasters, like we started talking about darts yeah. before. Um, homemade blasters use cut down short darts yeah. that are uh, used like foam backer rod, and mm. you know maybe like a washer hot glued to the top, oh my God. or like a foam pad with a <laughs> with a weight under it. And these blasters, um, you're talking about 250 yeah. fps. Up Jesus. To, uh, sometimes you'll see videos online of people like it. Uh, they're the class is called NAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nerf, it's based, It's an abbreviation for Nerf Internet Community. I know for but a fact
0: that I saw one of the videos because Zach told me to look up, you know, Nerf modding. And I, when he said that, I was like, what are you talking about? And I thought it was, I don't know why, but I thought of um, Nerf Herder from Star, Star Wars, Wars. And I, I was like, what is that? Like, what are you talking about, Nerf modding? And then I Googled it, and one of the first videos I saw was this guy and he had, like, a metal sheet, and he was, like, shooting a Nerf gun at it and, like, making dents in this thing yeah. that it was, like, a metal sheet.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, like, some of the people I've seen uh, people use, like, air compressors mm-hmm. and air blasters. That's what that's
0: what he was yeah. using was and, an air compressor.
2: Uh, I saw, there's a video, and I, I wish I knew where it was, but there's a video online of somebody that's testing mm-hmm. uh, a blaster with a, a double air compressor. and <laughs> uh, Or, no, a single air compressor.
0: Once once I get this IR studio the way I want it, I'll have like a monitor up there, and I, we can just awesome. we can look it up while we're while we're talking. I think Joe Rogan and a lot of podcasts that are like the uh, big, really popular ones have that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, as well as my buddies from the Smug Cast. They have a TV that like mm-hmm. it, or a monitor at the end of their table and a camera, and they'll just look up YouTube videos or stuff like that while they're talking, and it ends up b- being pretty interesting. I like to keep my phone out so that I can see what's going on, and um, I need to get this dual screen. Action going because that'll I think change the game a little bit, oh, but yeah. but yeah the um, the the homemade ones are are just insane some you of the know, stuff.
2: The one I was mentioning, the video shows them shooting a guy in the leg, and it immediately swelling up and starting oh my to God. Like, weep blood. <laughs> I was like.
0: I would have tested that on somebody, uh, not somebody's leg. Yeah,
2: I was thinking that. But they do, like, crony testing at, like, Mm -hmm. these uh, events. Like, even with these, we get cronies out and start uh, checking, you know, um, blaster performance. Mm -hmm. And, like, some of these are people are hitting 400
0: do do people get competitive with it i'm assuming oh yeah. yeah
2: yeah definitely um there's a big australian community that does that and yeah. they there's several people that are escalating into like uh, hpa kind of getting to that almost paintball level uh, <laughs> with nerf guns yeah mm-hmm. and it's kind of crazy um majority of the community though isn't going to go that yeah. far um a lot of them are going to go with uh you know, simple things like this.
0: Cause, cause my first, my first thought process, when you say they're trying to get to the levels of paintball guns is in my mind, why aren't they doing that then? Like, and, and I understand like, you know, being into the thing that you're doing, right? but like, that's almost like you're taking it too far to the point that you might as well be doing the thing that you're trying to emulate.
2: You know, I don't want to speak for individual people. Yeah, absolutely. About, but I think part of it has to do um, is recoverable ammo mm-hmm. um, when you're, Shooting Nerf darts, we I brought fifty mm-hmm. and we picked them up and yep we could back keep up. going. It yeah, kept going and it wasn't like we're done when we're done. Yeah, With which paintball and airsoft like paintball you can't recover. Mm-hmm. Airsoft, if you want to try to recover,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and that I, is a very tedious task. And I own... will be walking around with like a fuzzbuster. Yeah, you know. right. And
0: I, I do own, you know, a shotgun and a rifle. And when you're, I mean, when you run out of ammo, your, your, your party's over. There's yeah. no more. There's yeah. no more going on unless you're going to go buy some more. And it's not cheap.
2: Yeah. No. Definitely. And darts are are pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, I think these are uh from a company called Raytheon. Mm-hmm. We started to talk about darts earlier, but yeah. these are maybe five, ten cents a dart. Mm-hmm. Um and but, these are just one type. They have uh some that look exactly like the Nerf branded ones.
0: So I've got a million dollar idea if it doesn't exist already, which it probably does. Do they have whistling darts? Like, um, like those uh, screaming footballs? Like, I think they, that would be awesome because you'd be terrified hearing that coming at you.
2: They, well, like some of the Nerf-branded darts whistle. Yeah. The problem is is that, um, like, the Nerf-branded darts, the heads have, like, one hole in the side, yeah. which is what kind of makes them whistle. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that it also creates an airfoil, and they, mm-hmm. they're horribly inaccurate. They <laughs> swerve off cores. When yeah, yeah. yeah. you start getting it, like, the higher FPS, and you're firing Nerf darts, you're yeah. watching them, like— yeah. Do crazy, like, <laughs> what you would think would be physics defined stuff <laughs> because they're doing, like, yeah. weird arcs and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they'll fishtail out. Yeah, and, yeah. so.
0: I don't know, man. I'm telling you, I want one of those whistling. Like, I want, like, want it to spin maybe or something. Maybe it'll, like, I don't know. They just need to be better at uh, designing it.
2: And that may be the case. I don't know. There's a lot of designs out now. Like oh, These yeah. are waffle-tipped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got some compression to them. Yeah. Uh, but they're not they're not entirely hard tips. Yeah. Uh, but they do pretty good when it comes to.
0: Um, so so with these, then when you were talking about the um, the what is it the accuracy? Would you say these are pretty accurate?
2: They are. They're heavier dart. Mm-hmm. Um, they do lower like FPS. Yeah. So you're not going to get as much range out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are more accurate. They don't create like weird airfoils or anything like that. Um, there are uh, some that are like solid tips. Mm-hmm. Um, in the community, they're kind of called uh, they're called FVJs, full mm-hmm. vinyl jacket. Okay, um, but they're, they're nothing but full vinyl. J- they are they are a solid Sounds kinky, a little bit, a little but bit. Um, they are a solid vinyl tip. If mm-hmm. You get hit with those, it hurts mm-hmm. like there's no compression at all. Nothing slowing them down. <laughs> Uh, a lot of games ban them because yeah. they're just painful. A lot of people don't buy them anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what what's the, uh, like, with your, <clears throat> I know we wanted to talk more about the hobby, but, like, what's the goal with the company? So, like, are you, are you selling the, you said, flywheels? Um, or is it, what is it that you guys are mainly working on most of the time?
2: So, let me pull this one up here. Okay. So this blaster is, like, all our design parts. Yeah. We do the flywheels. We got, like, the cage. Yep. Uh, we've got these are um, just Delrin flywheels, and yep. we actually got these on sale for like ten bucks, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the lowest prices. I think it's the lowest US price for flywheels. Nice. Um, we got a like limited supply. We wanted to kind of get them out there a little yeah. bit more, so um, and we're testing like a new shipping process awesome. to try to get things out faster because we had a high lead time for a long time.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but that was kind of our goal. So these are our basic. Uh, Like I said before, these are a prototype. These may not come to production. Yeah, he's
0: he's got a. Right now, he's shown us a flywheel that's got kind of like um. uh, What did you knurling? Yeah, and um,
2: it's hopefully going to get a little bit better grip. Um, You don't want like if it
0: works, then you're you're innovating right there.
2: Yeah, and you know (laughs) the thing is is that we we've kind of tested things that we don't put into production because it just didn't work out. But Mm -hmm. I think we did. Like five sets of these, yeah, and we're gonna throw them in a blaster and just see how they work. Mm-hmm. So, and
0: but, you talked about three D printing too. So, how how much has that helped you with the uh, the Nerf um, modding process?
2: Well, and that's what I was getting to on here. Oh, okay. All of these parts that are on this, except for this flashlight holder,
0: yeah,
2: uh, were all designed by me, mm-hmm. and it's all things that we.
0: Um, so, it, so, so those of you listening, he's got like the um, the Picatinny rail on top with a couple of iron iron looking sights, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. those were also did you design those up there as yeah. well? and uh, then these
2: are designed angled foregrip. Yeah, uh, there's a front end piece and like a flash hider. Yeah, there's so like
0: if you if you've um, that's that's the sound it makes. It's pretty badass. Um, if you guys. Um, Go to the Facebook page and my Instagram. I will be posting pictures of of these blasters because they are pretty pretty sweet looking. So
2: so yeah, we we designed and we 3D print. Uh, this is just one of our mm-hmm. kits. Um, we have a bunch of uh, different flash hiders that go yeah. on like normal Nerf blasters. Um, you know, design different cosmetic kits for different mm-hmm. Nerf blasters. Just cosmetic attachments that one has the uh, picatinny rails as well on yep. the Nerf modulus.
0: So what's what's the uh, <clears throat> what's the is there a, is a goal for the the not necessarily the company but for like just like the hobby end of things like do you do you have like a a dream thing that you want to create that you've been working on?
2: Um, We want to make our own blaster, honestly. Uh, We've been kind of toying with the design, looking at different things. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And is that what the guy that you were talking about does, the um, world uh, or the war? Was it War Ender? End
2: War. End War. uh, sorry. Project FDL guy.
0: Is that what they do? They build their own?
2: Yeah, he does that. His is a little bit different in concept. Um, he still uses like regular Nerf magazines mm-hmm. but he uses like brushless motors mm-hmm. we're looking for something that's more of an entry level on that it's mm-hmm. still going to be more expensive than like an Nerf blaster because it's essentially buying a you know fully modded blaster Yeah, I don't know that we've decided on a price because we haven't you know,
0: yeah, you haven't yeah figured out how so, the how you're gonna you know even have your entry to that on yourself, but yeah, so that's that's a really cool way because that's kind of like what you guys are going for is trying to make it more inclusive, is what it sounds like,
2: right? And then like with some of these parts, our goal is to try to make them cheap. Yeah, um, like this cosmetic kit that I bought for this blaster, yeah. this is by a company called Worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid eighty dollars for this. Yep and then another 30 for the stock. Yeah. And that stock, yeah. I
0: mean, that's literally like a, I think like my rifle that I have. That's yeah, like that's, legit. That's like a legit stock. I mean, that's it's not
2: an actual CRT yeah. stock. Yeah. I that's, mean, it's like paintball. It's not like the military yeah. stock. Yeah. I
0: mean, mine but, for my for my uh, 22 rifle literally looks just like that yeah. and probably feels similar.
2: <laughs> yeah, they I mean, for a full kitted out blaster Mm -hmm. was a bit more than we really wanted to do. So when we started doing like these kits, we wanted to uh, make them a little bit cheaper. And like the back cap, this, and all this front end cosmetic stuff, Mm -hmm. we sell that for like $50.
0: And you're making it so basically other people can pick it up and put it on theirs, correct?
2: Yeah, make it pretty easy. I mean, this... I mean, there's a few screws to hold it in place, but primarily it just snaps into place. There's pins Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, when I mentioned Drac before and coop and doing a lot of the epoxy putty and stuff, they wanted really cool looking blasters, but it takes a lot of work to do that. $50, uh, plus this is maybe a $20 strife. Um, not counting performance mods, but if you just wanted it to look cool, yeah, you know, for fifty dollars, exactly, you can make it look cool, yeah, for sure. So, you know, that's you know a pretty reasonable thing. And we've been probably, I want to say, we're probably the most affordable three uh, D printed parts company. Yeah, a lot of people do the three D printed parts, but the big problem with three D printing is it takes a lot of time. Yeah, a part takes hours to print. This mm-hmm. whole kit. Probably takes us about uh, 20 hours to print. Oh, wow. Jeez. So, uh, you know, it's very time consuming. Yeah. We've got (laughs) six printers
1: Mm -hmm.
2: at our headquarters in Dayton. And then I've got two printers at my house to do prototyping. Yeah. Uh, So when I design a part, I print it, make sure everything fits, Mm -hmm. and then I send it to them and they can start putting it into production. Yeah. So, you know, for that, a lot of people want to charge, you know, quite a bit for, yeah, for you know, the labor the time. and whatnot. Um, and 3D printing is not too expensive. Yeah, I mean, we still have to make up, you know, some overhead. But, you know, it's still quite a bit cheaper than people want to want to charge for it. Yeah. So our goal when we started it was let's make it as affordable as we can. Uh, let's make it as cost effective as we can. Let people, you know, kind of be able to... Uh, get into the hobby with a good entry level oh, know, yeah. pricing
0: there for sure. So um, we
2: certainly have things like the right cage is seventy dollars. Mm. We certainly have parts that are more expensive, but mm. um, you know most of the things that you could buy off our store, like this whole blaster, um, including because it's just got one of the normal three D printed cages. Yeah, uh, it's got a full auto kit. Um, it's got some upgraded motors. Yeah. Um, you know, everything included in this blaster, you could probably do for like $110. Okay. So um pretty easily. Yeah. So, I mean, $110 including the blaster itself. You know, a little bit like a couple YouTube videos to watch how to solder. Yeah. And you've got a blaster. <laughs> and there are
1: a lot of tutorials online. To when are
0: so like you going to build one, Zach?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to to work on that after i get some things done that jill wants to get
0: done first oh i'm sure
1: well if you built the blaster first you can
2: shoot her with it and then she'll stop telling you to do things (laughs) we'll We'll see how that works
0: well just to um kind of close it out this has uh, been very informative and i appreciate you taking the time to do it um and to remind everybody they are hooligan blaster co or company is it how do you say it uh, like how's your website is it Hooligan, dot com. Mm-hmm. and then um you know what is it that uh you want to get out to maybe a final thought to the people about the nerve modding community and like what what would you like to get across
2: i you know i definitely think that if it's something that you're interested in i found tons of people that you know you start talking to them about nerf guns and they're like oh man i love nerf guns as a kid mm-hmm. you know um i think that people enjoy it yeah like zach came out had a ton of fun mm-hmm. like it's just something that you can really walk into the community is really welcoming mm-hmm. um if you want to go to an event that you can find them pretty easily online uh, on facebook things like that yeah um and even if you don't have a Nerf gun. Show up to one. Mm-hmm. There's loaner blasters. People there, like I have multiple blasters yeah. when I come uh, to a Nerf event. I am more than happy. If somebody says, I don't have a, a good blaster, I'll be like, here, yeah. use one of these. Um, one of the first wars I came to in the indie area mm-hmm. was uh, out at a park. Yeah. And when I came to that Nerf War, I went before I, uh, I had a little bit of extra cash. Mm. Before I went to the war, I picked up uh, seven... They're not Nerf branded, but they're Busby Sentinels. Yeah. And they're great out of the box, Mm -hmm. right? And I handed them out because I was like, they're nine bucks a piece. Exactly. I can hand them to people and they can have fun with them. That's awesome. Take it, take it home, have fun with it. And it got people into the hobby. That's awesome. Hell yeah. There's always somebody there that'll loan you something. Don't be afraid. Just come out. Have fun.
0: Awesome. So, is it what's uh, one of the next events that you're looking forward to? Um, I
2: want to say it's. Uh, now I got to think here. I think That's it's okay. August 26th. Okay. Uh, there is a Naptown Nerf War. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Naptown Nerf Club does it once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the Cincinnati area or want to travel there, I want to say they do it weekly. Yeah. Um, that's that's crazy. So like every week there's something going on. Nice. So uh it's Kane Nerf Club. But um there are uh many Facebook groups. Uh yeah. Evan B Nerf, if you look it up on Facebook, is one of the most welcoming groups. Got mm. a thousand members. If you join it, uh you asked to join, you'll get accepted. <laughs> and if you join it and just post, hey, you know, I'm looking for a nerf club in my area, yeah, you'll get Tons of people yeah. raising their hand, being like, "Oh yeah, you want to go to these people?"
0: Yeah, so. nice. So it it sounds like it's a very uh, inclusive community, and it sounds like it's a a really good time. Once again, thank you for joining me, Tony. I appreciate it. And Zach, it was awesome. I know that uh, you know I I asked you a few questions, but uh, I would like to get maybe your final thought on uh, your experience with the nerve modding.
1: Oh man, uh, I've been shot at a lot, so as a <laughs> As a living target, I can tell you that uh, these things will just make you want to start building immediately because, damn. (laughs) Um, And then when you're actually, like, out there uh, uh, fighting and having a great time, I mean, it's – just a wonderful experience
0: yeah absolutely and and I definitely need to uh, next time there we are together and and uh, talking about this we should possibly go out and check it out oh yeah um, once again thank you for listening to the juice in the morning podcast.